Hi, it's episode 18, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, John Staples from Merchester. Hello! And Zoe Pearson from Watford. Hi, guys. Right. Now, when I recorded the last pod on Sunday, um, I wished all our listeners a happy Christmas and all that. And um, and I said the next pod wouldn't be until a week Sunday because um, I didn't fancy recording one this this weekend. But with I'm going up to Everton on on on, on Sunday, and and I just thought it's near Christmas, etc. We won't do it. Um, but in light of what's happened yesterday evening, it'd be re- really not to record a podcast. Um, how fucking good was that? It was fucking magnificent, outstanding. It was beautiful. It really was. I think there was a lot of their fans and a lot of the media thought we, it'd be the same as the last game and we'd just roll over and have our bellies tickled and Arsenal would walk away with the uh, with, with a progress to the next round. Um, it, it was it was lovely. And it was. I think it was a performance as well that we looked like we played within ourselves. It looked like we had more gears to go. It looked, it, it was different playing than when we had a, 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 at least a little bit more rest and were able to, to, to set ourselves up properly and play. It, it was fucking outstanding is what it was. It was brilliant. Do, do you know what was really pleasing um, before I bring you into it, Zoe, and, you know, and, and before I myself talk about the obvious things like performance and, and this, that and the other, what was really pleasing was the fact, and obviously the obvious being Arsenal, what was a pleasing aspect for me was two things. One, the fact that we learnt the lessons from um, whatever it was, 17, 18 day, days ago when we last played them. And second, the fact that after, if you look at the if you look at the team that we played, it was it was a fairly strong team. No one can question that. Having said that, um, we had to play Ben Davis again at the back because we had we had injuries to, to most of our centre backs. Obviously, Ford was back on the bench, but I think Sanchez was. In contention, but he didn't make the bench either. Um, so a bit hampered there. Central midfield, obviously, it's Winks and Sissoko because mm-hmm. we've got lo- lots of injuries there. It's well documented. But otherwise, it, you know, it was it was a strong team. Other than the fact that Kane was on the bench because he had a cold, and Gazaniga, who I know it was widely documented he would start, started ahead of Lloris. Now, can you cast your mind to other occasions where we've played big cup games? Um, I think of semi-finals, for example, and um, last season against United, just as one example, where we don't play Lloris, um, uh, Pochettino's loyal to, to, to Vorm um, on that occasion, out of error didn't, didn't play, and it just so happens we don't get the result, and suddenly all the fans are, uh, are critical, and yesterday we just proved that we're good enough, we've got that we've got that quality, we're also not a one-man team, we can we can do it without Kane um, as good as player he is and and Gasoliga is a, a top player so it was for me particularly satisfying um, because we, we hear it so many times from our own fans from pundits that you know what if what if what if Spurs get a few injuries here what if they get a few injuries there but we we we, sh- we coped admirably um, we've got that strength and depth Zoe you you're in a Households full of what one, two? Is it Arsenal fans? Yeah. So um, my sisters are the both of them are Arsenal fans, and I sort of bucked the trend and went for the other team in North London, or the only team in North London, I should say. Yeah, team, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to so uh, cast on your on your family though, but were they dropped at birth? <laughs> the two of them well the thing is the, the funny thing with my family is that we're sort of split in half. We, we, it, so my dad's side of the family is. is sort of predominantly Spurs fans and my mum's side are Arsenal and um, one of my mum's sisters married a Chelsea man so you know bit of a difficult situation with that one but I think uh, I chose the right side in the end but yeah so it always makes Derby Day a bit more of uh, a cagey affair of my house and uh, a bit more painful if it doesn't go our way but yesterday was just the most brilliant result and it was quite um unexpected i think after the the result of a couple of weeks ago i think nobody went into the game with any real expectations to sort of you know set the world alight but what i like uh, what i would agree, agree with you jav in, in in the fact that the the actual game craft and the way that we handle ourselves throughout that game yeah it, it was bitty and it was cagey at times and but what we did that we didn't do uh, a few weeks ago was keep them at arm's length and, and, and you know, um, uh, 
avoid them having any real sort of purple patches within the game. And that was really, really pleasant to see. I mean, you know, it's a North London derby. You can never, ever predict the result of it. But, you know, fantastic that it went our way. Absolutely fantastic. I think it was mentioned on another podcast I listened to that recorded right after the match that um, with the Diamond, when we played them last time, we played the same formation and um, Dick Emery had them overlapping on the wings and it caused us problems because we were overloaded. But they tried that yesterday and it didn't seem to work as well. And also Poch reacted quicker and put Kane on after an hour rather than waiting later and later to try and do anything. I mean, we, we took our chances when they came to us and didn't make the mistakes as we did in the league game. Um, it, 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 I think it was great that the players, they all, they all looked up for it and they all wanted revenge. And I think it's ideal that it was such a quick turnaround from the last derby to get that out and get it done and get in there and play it. Um, the other thing I, I absolutely adored about it is I, I was loving how wound up their players were getting. They, you know, they must be gutted. They couldn't do their round of, of selfies this time. Now, you know, there was moments with Deli Erickson and Kane winding them up totally. Loads of shithousery going on. Um, and we've been on the receiving end of that in years gone by. And it's lovely to give it back to them. Deli would, you know, did the, I love the bit where Deli took the piss where he was, um, when he scored, when he was offside, just rolling the ball into their the net, <laughs> wasting time. Kane diving on the ball. Uh, just to waste time and you could see the ref went up to him and, and said to him don't take the piss do you know what I mean I, I fucking loved all of that it was beautiful and if there's a, a more punchable face in football than Granite Xhaka I don't know who it is that what a fucking mug and mong that player man is fucking hell I, I hate think, him I think Jack Jack will, Jack will, will <laughs> run him close um, <laughs> Jack who he's injured again isn't he yeah injured. yeah <laughs> ankle, ankle, ankle injury again. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, one thing that's probably forgotten about, um, unless it's just 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 me who who picked up on this at, at, at the time. But I, um, I say forgotten about. Why would you talk about it now? Um, the first twenty minutes of that game, I felt certainly first 15, 20 minutes. It felt a little bit like. The, not not as bad, but it felt a little bit like the the, the the league game in so far as I thought they were quick out of the blocks, they were pressing us high up the pitch, and they were giving us little little time um, to, to to get any sort of composure and, and get any get any rhythm going. I was slightly, was slightly so slightly concerned. I thought, uh, you know, it's history going to repeat itself. But I, I felt, you know, after that, I think there was only ever one team that was going to win it, and and that was in, in control, and that. That watershed moment really was, yeah, that second half when they made a change, went went to three at the back, and um, I was I was looking at, it, I was wait, waiting. When is Pochettino going to make a change? How quickly is he going to respond to that, if at all? Um, I thought they had a little good spell at that point, but I, I still felt that it, we were fine not to make a change. I, I thought we were just soaking up the pressure and riding the storm, and 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 were, were good enough to hit, hit them on the break, but. Yeah, as soon as soon as um, Pochettino brought Kane on, um, what an impact! I mean, what's that? Sixty odd seconds, sixty-six seconds. Sixty-six um, seconds time. And that, that, yeah. And that pass to Delhi. Um, firstly, taking <laughs> it on the turn, and just the way he was just so majestic in his pass, it was just inch perfect to to, to Delhi. The the ball from Gaza to find him, the chest <laughs> down. If if you watch it, he chests it and he's looking around. Where's Delhi? He swivels and he plays it. Now, on the, I, I listened to Radio 5 um, to, uh, today, and Dion Dublin would say uh, it was the way he held off the player and the way he shifted his body. It, it didn't hold off any players. There was nobody around him. He had all the time in the world to do that ball. That, and that was the thing. They just weren't closed down. And if you give our players that time and give Kane the time and space to do that, he will pull that out of the bag because he is that good. Mm. But, yeah... Um, if I'm really critical, I think that um, Delhi's first touch took him a little bit away from goal and he had to do that flick. I don't think his first touch was perfect, but my God, that little flick. Uh, as, as, soon as, he, as soon as he hit that, I was like, you cheeky little cunt. Uh, that, and that, that epitomises Delhi's attitude and in the game. He's got that, just that little streak of um, arrogance um, and it's the epitome of how he plays. Um, he's got swagger. He's got class, yeah. and 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 now I think he's got. I've talked about it a couple of weeks ago um, on the pod. He's got maturity, which which, which he, he didn't really have before. Um, uh, in yeah, everything he, he does, you know, yeah. he's he's still cheeky enough to wind up the opposition, to wind up their fans, to wind up their players. 
but he does it in a subtle way. A bit... <laughs> Even um, I was going to say Lamella's a bit like that, but maybe less subtle, yet still gets away with it. Um, and the, the, the key thing is, it doesn't cost us any more. He doesn't get those suspensions or those red cards, or um, and he is he's one of many many leaders we've got in that in that team. I mean. Um, John, you and I saw it earlier this season um, in, the, in the League Cup game against Watford over at um, Milton Keynes. Yeah. And he was captain on that occasion. I know that some of that was down to the injuries we had to certain personnel and also the fact that it was his you know, big return to, to Milton Keynes. And, I, and it, was, it was good... Um, it was good game management by Pochettino to, to make him skipper on, on on that day, but I'm sure Pochettino wouldn't have done it just for sentimental reasons. You know, if he's going to make somebody skipper, he he would do so because they've got the qualities, and I, and and he certainly has. He's he's fast becoming. He's still a young man, but he's uh, there is a maturity about him. Um, when you ha- said he's matured, I was talking to the same Milton Keynes Dons fan. It's Wayne who works in the stores, um, and basically he's you know, he's Delhi's his favourite player. And I've talked to him in the past and said, look, you know. Ali's got the potential to progress to bigger things than us, which he has. And I, I said today that if he keeps progressing in the rate he has, he can win the Ballon d'Or. He can, because he is becoming one of the best players in the world. And if you think Messi and Ronaldo and other players are getting to an age where they're going to fall off the cliff and the people coming up behind them, I'm, I'm struggling to think of people. Um, you've probably got Jaden San- Sancho if he carries on as good as he can but again he's just starting his career the fact that Ali is coming up uh, and doing what he's doing he's got the potential to win that he really mm-hmm. has he could he could be I just hope he does it with us and I hope he stays uh, or, because another club will come and pay oh, I, a very I, vast amount of money for him soon I think it's um, not just the fact that he signed a new contract recently but, but what he said at the time when he signed that contract the fact that he said a lot of that was linked to the to to the manager, Pochettino, who, who we will talk about, um, no doubt, in a bit. Um, uh, no, what's of, there's nothing because, going on with him. There's no news about him at all. There's nothing um, to talk about with Poch. Uh, but he, he, you know, he, he praised Pochettino when he signed his press conference and the fact that Spurs was a place um, where, where he was learning stuff. So I, I, I can see him being with us for a few years. On, on Delhi... Um, comment from David Fornell um, who says Delhi world class does it in the big games man of the match for sure and a constant thorn in, in, in the Woolwich mob all, all game from that from the first half when um, he was playing up top because um, we didn't have a, an out and out striker I think Sky had it that Sun was um, playing up top but I, I think Sun sort of drifted in, in, into the left and, and it, and it we were perfectly playing with a false nine, so quite often it was Delhi occupying those positions. His work off the ball, um, and then second half, obviously his finish. It, he was, without doubt, our best player on on the pitch. And yeah, he does it in these big games. He does it against Chelsea. How many times he, he's done it? He's done it against Madrid. He, he's done it against Arsenal, um, United um, in the cup semi final last season. Albeit we we lost the game, but uh, he really is a big name player. He really is. He really is. You know, Delhi's one of these players that he, in your team, you l- love the fact that he plays for you. But if if he was in the opposition side, he would absolutely rile you up no end. But I think there was that little moment in the second half, especially after he got hit um, in the head by the, the crowd, the, the bottle from the crowd. And there was that little flash of, you could see him thinking about reacting because he still has that side to him. But, he managed to just take it in his stride and just gave the little 2-0 flash to the crowd and that was enough to you know walk away and in, in fact it was the it was the Arsenal uh, players that were getting more irate about it than than Delhi was and you think of two Delhi of 2 years ago he he might not necessarily take that in his stride he might see red and you know lose his head but he's earned the right to be man of the match in that last in that last game and you know, it's like you say, he he does it in so many big occasions and the future's so bright for him and the fact that he's committed himself to that to that long term contract a few few months back, that's that's only good and positive signs for me to where his head is at currently and it, to me his head is, is definitely with, with us at Spurs, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Two years ago he might have done a cantonar and jumped into the crowd and cried kicked somebody. 
Well, the thing is, that's a detriment to us. That would have been a detriment to us, you know, because yeah, yeah. he would have either he'd have probably seen red in that game. Not yeah. not necessarily his his fault, but in his response, you know, Delhi of two or three years ago doesn't necessarily deal with that in the way that Delhi did last night. And I think once once that incident happened and I saw the bottle coming from the crowd, I did sort of take a, a little bit of a deep breath because I thought, oh no, of all players for it to for it to hit, you know. It's Delhi, and you're sort of waiting for that little eruption. And and to be fair to him, he didn't. And he did the mature thing, if you can call flashing a two-nil side to to a baying crowd uh, mature. But don't forget the brilliant nonetheless. Walcott did it when he was injured and was sort of stretched off to oh, these yeah. Spurs fans. So it's, it, there is precedent there. But mm. the, it, even more, more maturity showed in the post-match interview when they were asking him, you know, are you going to take any selfies after the match? And they said, no, we're just going to concentrate and go on with Everton. You know, we've got a big match coming up. And it was just like, didn't miss a beat. There was, you know, didn't even rise to it. It's like, no, next match, let's get on with this. Let's get on with this and, and win another game. I, it, yeah, I fucking love that. That was the, superb. Absolutely. The, the, way, yeah, the way he just handle that question um yeah that, that was that was amazing and but that that moment where, where he gave the the, the two nil um yeah if you're going to be really critical if you're going to be you, you could say well it's not maybe the most mature thing to do and and certainly if um if another player did it to us it would it would wind wind us up um like the way the walcott did it um a few years back but it's part and parcel of the game for me. It's a North London derby that there's that rivalry, and I and I and I loved it, and I think we all did. And it was an, it's, it's an iconic moment straight away. You knew once you saw that, you knew that was just going to be on social media straight away after the game. Um, people changing their Facebook, Twitter profile pics to that to that um, that moment. Um, I, 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 I'm glad he's boiling piss. I really am. I re- Can I just say one one more thing about the goal that I've seen? Um, from the angle where the Spurs fans were behind it, none of them could see that ball was going into the net until it hit the side netting. They had no idea where it was going. From the Arsenal end, you could see it from the angle behind. You could see it was going in the net, but none of the Spurs fans could see that was a goal till it hit the net. So it's that massive delayed reaction because Delhi knows. Delhi's reeling away, arms like he knows he scored, but the Spurs fans do not go mental until that that net bulges, and that is just a fantastic. It's just such a delayed thing because he knows as soon as he hits that, it's in and he's gone. But the fans don't. They, they, it could be going wide. It could be, it, it, for all intents and purposes, I don't know which angle it's going at at all. I'll, I'll retweet it because it's a, it's a brilliant angle to see it from because they're just sitting there. They don't know at all. It's absolutely beautiful. So, it's, it's also part, part and parcel of being a Spurs fan, of not getting yourself too excited. Till it's definitely, definitely crossed the yeah. line. It's definitely crossed the line and then you can erupt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 89 minutes. I'm still thinking we'll need another. Do you know? <laughs> that's that's yeah. that. Yeah. It's... But fuck it, we beat him. Fucking love it. Do you know Come what? I, th- I think I think the the joy that we get out of victories over Arsenal is far more sweet. I, I I honestly I think it's far more sweeter for us than it ever was or is for them because of the shit that we've had to go through for the last ten, fifteen, twenty years or more, um, living in the shadow of, 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 of Woolwich. Um, even at times where there's, you know, there've been some fantastic um, Arsenal teams that have done very well, and contrast that some really, really poor Spurs teams. And even when it looked like we might start to sort of take them over or start to challenge them, they always seem to still have the upper hand. They always seem to finish pip us to fourth place or whatever it might be. We've come through that, and for us to get those victories, I think it's just so much more sweeter. I really do. I mean, for years they were they were dismissing us, and they they were they they considered their their main their main rival Manchester United because they were um, contesting league titles and 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 whatnot. And, and yeah, there was certainly a, 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 an element of tension, rivalry between the, between those teams. You know, and I'm sort of thinking in the 90s, early early noughties when Ferguson and, and, and Wenger were, were at the helm, but. Um, so I, I think in those years, when, for example, they would they would beat us, I, I I'm sure that that it was a joyful occasion for their fans. But I, I don't believe for one second that it's that it would mean as much 
to them than it does to us. I think that we get so much more joy because of the shit that we've had to put up with it in in the past. Um, there, there was a decade where all they they just had to turn up to beat us, and if we played really really well, we might have got a draw. They they they've had you know don't deny it, and it's it, it's not shameful, but they were a better team than us for many many years, and they don't like the boot being on the other foot. They really don't. Uh, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I fucking absolutely yeah, love it. Fuck it em. really is. It's 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 a mentality change. You know, ultimately their heads. A lot of a lot of their their uh, fans. They obviously have. They still have their heads sort of back ten years, and thinking they're still in this place of challenging for league titles. And yeah, maybe once upon a time they were doing that. And you know, nobody can take the history away from from what they did in those years and it was painful as hell being a Spurs fan while they were doing so well but at the end of the day football's changed football's changed in the last yes. 20 years football's changed in the last 10 years football will change in the next five years to come look at the look at Man City now I mean 10 years ago could anybody really see that Man City would be the juggernaut that they are today I don't think so and I think that's part of part and parcel of why there's so much animosity with, with within fan bases that are that I find anyway and particularly with with a, a fan base like like Arsenal's because they have this grand this sense of grandeur delusions of grandeur now because of how football has changed and the fact that their club has changed they no longer are the same outfit that won you know were unbeatable in, in 2005 that, that that's just not going to happen anymore Unless you're Man City and you're spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, in wages and millions of pounds in in terms of players, you aren't gonna you aren't gonna replicate things like that anymore. So, you know, you almost you almost have to alter your your expectations as fans. And we're a, we're in a situation whereby we've had the dog days for the last twenty years, and now these. T- the times that, that you know under Pochettino's tenure, it's been the best, some of the best football I've seen, and and it's really united us as a fan base, and we're experiencing sort of the the similar feeling that, okay, minus the, any sort of silverware to underline that, but from where we were ten years ago to where we are now, and where Arsenal were ten years ago to where they are now, you almost have to, you know counterbalance your own expectation as fans and, and some fans that are quite public figures in in that fan base are the likes of your Arsenal fan TVs and they they can't seem to get their their head around the fact that you know they're not quite the force that they once were but hey you know I'll, I'll take any sort of result over, over rivals and on the day we beat we beat them and I'll I'll take that all day long, and, and now it, you know the home fixture will hopefully be in the, in the new ground. Fingers crossed, and you know it's time to just reinforce it and and then take an, I'll take another win over them all day long. Mm. Isn't that just the reality of what we are though? I mean, to look where we've won in 2018. We won at the Bridge, won at Old Trafford, and we've won the Scum last night. That's the reality of who this Spurs side are now. We don't fold easily. I mean, look at it was backed up by look at the results. You've got Madrid and Barcelona too. Okay, that we do, and it, it's it's our own little mistakes that are costing us. And if we can iron out those, we can be an even stronger side. It, you know, very, very little do we see teams cutting us apart or creating goals or, or you know, or, or, or wonderful, wonderful footballs, uh, goals against us. It's normally from a mistake and they capitalise on it. We Nobody's proclaiming that we're the bigger side in in North London because of, because of the history. No one, no one in their right mind, even a Spurs fan, the most ardent Spurs fan wouldn't say that. But we are certainly the better side at the moment. I think that um, the victory yesterday, um, coming at the Emirates, it's certainly a milestone victory. Um, it could could be it, <laughs> those victories that you mentioned, John, um, at Stamford Bridge, um, Old Trafford. Although we did we did win at Old Trafford a, a few years ago under AVB and then Sherwood, but still, it, it, we seldom win there. Um, and and now the Emirates first time since 2010 only the second time overall since they moved into that wretched place um it's certainly monkey off the back going forward and I think that's good having said that 
I don't think this this team, I don't think Pochettino's teams are moulded in that way. I don't think they carry a huge weight um, of expectation um, on, on, on their shoulders or, or, or feel like they're, they're playing against history. I think they they mature and over time they, they, they develop the not just the footballing qualities on the um, in terms of uh, you know, ability and what and whatnot and and and, and the nous to win, but also the mental strength to to yeah to go to places like the Bernabeu and and to go to to the Emirates and Stamford Bridge and and, and get the results. Um, will it? Will they be? Will having now got those under the belt? Will they be better placed? Will it? Is it a, a monkey removed off off the back? Maybe this for the fans. Maybe it's something the media will talk about less, but I, but I think for the players, actually, I think they'll be unfazed, and I think they'll they'll if they have to do it again next season, they'll they'll do it, and the season after, I, I don't think it's gonna. I think that they'll do it regardless. That I think it's, it's more what's being built at Spurs that's um, standing us better stead to, to to get results results at places like this. Um, had a question from or comment from Mark Stoll. He says, "Is." Um, I can't pronounce it. Why, why are there so many players that have got strange sounding names that are difficult for me to. Is Gun. Gwen 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 Is Gwen the new, new wheelchair Nastri? Am I the only person. Am I the only one that wants to see him get a slap? Was he the um, the one with the hair that ran about a lot? Louis's twin he? brother, yeah. Oh, to to be fair, he he put he he had the energy levels of Sissoko, but not but not the end product. <laughs> um, there's very little. I, I'd slap all of them. Um, but yeah, they they've got a lot of average players, mm. and um, they have. But yeah, and they've got a lot of players whose names you we can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> we talked about Delhi, obviously, um, man of the match. Um, I think Ben had a, a, another solid game. Um, Two players I'd like to mention. One of them, Danny Rose, um, who was skipper on, on on the night, and I thought he was um, he was solid. And and we were talking about this off air, um, Zoe, um, about some of the some of the occasions where Danny's opened his 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 mouth to, um, to the press and, and and said things, but that perhaps well whether he regrets it or not, I don't know. But certainly we as fans rather wish he hadn't said some of those things um but he he he, he said a few things post-match which were quite positive and i think fans could identify with absolutely i think you know the, i was saying to your fair jeff you know it, there's almost a, a head in hands moment when you read that danny danny rose has, has, has made a comment to the press and you sort of think here we go what's he said now and you read it and almost with a level of trepidation and you know it, it's all well and good. It, it, the reason why i think it's strange is because Professional footballers are never usually that open with the press. You know, a lot of it is very scripted. A lot of the pre-match interviews, a lot of it is, you know, pretty much the same thing reflecting on the match. But I think with Danny, you get, you know, you what you what you see is what you get with him. And um, I actually, I actually have the quote. I, I've got the quote here in front of me about what he said. He said, "Our motivation was remembering the nonsense that Arsenal posted after the game a few weeks ago. Players that have only played ten games for Arsenal—I'm going to assume that's Gwen Doozy—were getting ahead of themselves. We used that in a positive way. They fully deserved what they got." And I read that quote back, and I—and th- it was the first time I read a Danny Rose quote in about two or three years. And I thought, you know what, Dan. You've hit the nail on the head there, son. And I was so pleased that it was an unfiltered quote. You could see that it was something that really must have bugged the players. And that's what all I all I care about as a Spurs fan is that the team give a damn about the club like I do, like you do, Jav, like you do, John, like all of us fans do. And that's the first sort of quote that I've read of any of our Spurs players, actually, that shows that after a result, that really, really must have hurt them. And, like, it hurt us. And so, you know, it, it led the team to be in good stead to, to want to put things right after the last North London derby defeat. And as a fan, that's all I want, is for them to go out on the pitch, give everything out on that pitch, no matter whether they're playing MK Dons or whether they're playing Barcelona. And, you know, Danny, he he seemed to get it. And I think a lot of the players, like you say, 
um, Jav, you know, it's it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game now, and a lot of them do seem to understand it and do seem to get. It. And I think a lot of it helps from the fact that a lot of them are Spurs fans in in that dressing room. You know, the likes of Kane and Winks and even Oliver Skip, who's coming through now. These are all guys that have come through our academy that that love Spurs like we love Spurs, and and. You know, I'll, I'll take guys like that all day long, pulling on the shirt and, and representing the club that I love. All, you know, over signing, you know, 50 million pounds, you know, someone from the French League or, you know, uh, unknown quantities. I, you know, I want this club to have an identity. And I think this is where Poch is finding his strength that he's building an identity at this club and and we all buy into it and the players all buy into it and his coaching staff will buy into it and the only person we really need to see buy into it really now is 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 Daniel Levy and and hopefully that in the end it's going to be a case of you know everyone's on board and and we're going to be able to do great things in in the future that and and Danny's quote leaves me no doubt of feeling like that they're all proud of that shirt. Poch has got them playing for that shirt, regardless of what happens. That you know they they're playing for the t- the team. And I think there's been you know when Poch came in, he got rid of all the mercenaries that just wanted the money. And I think whatever happens going forward, I think that um, ethos will stay with the club. I th- you know Trump talks about draining the swamp, but I think Poch did it first. <laughs> um, talking about playing for the shirt, I mean that that, that was. <sighs> Um, a good illustration of that was the celebrations from Son and Delhi, where they're holding the badge. Now, yep. that was beautiful to see as a fan. Although anyone can do that, any any player can do that, um, and then they can fuck off and play for another team. Anyone can do that. It's the, it's the fact that they do that, but moreover, coupled with the way they play, not not just not you know not not it's not just about gestures. It's not just about. Um, symbols it's it's more that the fact that they, that they do play for the shirt um and i think when when, when they do and, and they put the effort in and they play for, for for the club and they're loyal that when they then touch the badge or hold the badge when they're celebrating fans are okay with that i think it's when it can be a bit annoying is when a player does that and then two minutes later signs for another club um and i, I don't i don't see that with with with, with, the, with those two players i think they're very much part of the fabric of the club um when you consider also the likes of Rose out of Herald, by rights they shouldn't have been here at the beginning of the season. They were gone. Everybody, most of our fans, had, had, had dismissed Rose over 12 months ago, 18 months ago, when he came out to the press. Everybody was saying, "Well, he'll be off. He'll be off last January in the in the middle of the season, or if he's not, we'll definitely be off in the summer." Out of Herald was gone. It's gone. These are players who are still at Spurs. And I know out of our contract is running down, and I know that he hasn't signed a new one. And I know that if if we do trigger that, if we do give him extension like we have with um, for Tongan, um, if we do the same with Alvarez um, and extend his contract to 2020, that that will trigger that clause. But I don't know. I I, I I'm still hopeful that he he will sign. And I and I think that I think both of those players, um, I think that they are they're committed to the club. I, I really do. And I think that. If we hopefully start to continue, well, if, if we continue the way we have been this season, I know we haven't played well necessarily. Our performances haven't always been as good compared to some of the other seasons, but we're still grinding out res- results and we're still record points tally, etc., etc., um, competing on f- on four fronts. I mean, who would have thought it? We, we go into 2019 in contention for four trophies. League, yep. Champions League, FA Cup, um, and 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 the League Cup, League Cup semi-final. Um, Don't need one we... other team in that position as well. City. Yep. Man City. Man City. Mm. Okay. Um, if we if if we were if we continue as we are and and, and we win a trophy, um, I think those players will, will, will end up. Staying, I, I don't think they're necessarily swayed by money. I think I think out of Harold wanted a once he's coming towards the end of his career. He's got one big, big transfer ahead of him. Um, I don't necessarily think it's necessarily it's a case of a big payday. I think he he just wants to do get that big contract, whether it's at Spurs or somewhere else, 
um, before his career's over and and one where he can be in a place where he can win trophies. Um, I can't see that being United now. Um, And then, you know, unless he went to somewhere like Man City or Real Madrid where they've got endless riches and, and, and they win trophies regularly and I couldn't really begrudge if he did it would hurt if he went to City but um, I think he's, he's he's in the right place and I, and I think yeah but you're absolutely right Pochettino has got those players playing for the shirt um, the other player I wanted to mention other than Danny Rose um, David Fornell did he play? I didn't see that he, uh, he no no <laughs> David David um, David um, we could have done done with another centre back and, and, yeah. and David did play as a centre back many many it was, it, moons bit ago. handy bit handy by all accounts yeah um, David writes in and he said uh, or says um, Gazaniga never let us down again how long has Lloris got well, I, I think I've said in on past and, uh, that Luis has got rickets in him and you know maybe we need a replacement but I would not have a problem with Gazaniga playing apart from the um, the, 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 the bit of a goal mouth scramble that he caused by not clearing the ball quick enough um, but he made a couple of fine saves last night, and he's only ever been on a winning side. So maybe we keep him playing in the cup. Um, but yeah, he, he, Gazanig is a fine player. Um, that 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 the fingertips one when it hit the back of his head and came out. At, at that point, I thought Luck's with us tonight. Um, the the one that he made from Mickey Terrian, um, where he was through on goal. Uh, I know it was straight at him, but he still had to you know deal with it and make sure it wasn't going to go back in off a rebound. Because if he'd have palmed that the other way. I think it was um, who's the other one with the teeth and the hair? Oh, the, uh, oh, it, oh Yang. Yeah, he, yeah, the one with the teeth and the hair. He was coming in that side. <laughs> if he had palmed it out that way, he would have got it. So he, I think he played really well last night. I'd, the only, the, uh, it, I'd, if I criticise any of the players, I'd criticise Mora. I don't think his first touch was on last night, but that tackle that he made again from Mkhitaryan when he was in the box was superb. They were all up for it. They worked together last night superbly. I don't, you know, I don't think I, I could give any of them any aspersions. Really, they were they were all good. Yeah, I think Gazniga is very much. He's still our, you know, he's still only our our deputy keeper. I, I don't think there's any real opportunities of him asking Hugo Lloris for a, a long time yet. I think you have to remember as well, you know, Gazniga's learning from the likes of Hugo in training they you know they they train together and he's picking up good habits from the likes of Hugo Lloris and you know I I think it's unfair to compare uh, Gazaniga and Hugo together because you know Gazaniga by all accounts he wasn't even Southampton's first choice goalkeeper when we signed him he was Southampton's third choice goalkeeper when we brought him into the club so you know he's played seven senior games for us all in the cup um, so not all in the cup, but you know, majority of his games have been in the cup, and he's played seven and 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 managed to win seven, and that's fabulous. That's great. That's great for him, and that's a great record to have. But you know, um, in terms of throwing him in as 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 first choice goalkeeper, I I, I personally can't see it happening any any time soon. I really can't. I think it's testament to Tony Jimenez as a, as a goalkeeping coach. He's, you know, he's, he, you see in the videos and stuff, he's such a character, but he's obviously getting the best out of him. And now I've just read something I didn't know. Tony Jimenez has an Olympic gold medal. He won it for playing for Spain in the in the Olympics. There you go. 92 Barcelona? Yeah, 92 Barcelona. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, I think that, I think it's probably too early to say whether... We, um, well, I, I don't think Gazaniga is ready to replace Lloris just yet, and by that I mean, I think Lloris is still a top top goalkeeper. Yes, he is probably prone to making a few more mistakes now than maybe he did in the past, and sometimes when those mistakes cost us, it, it, it's magnified more so. Um, but he's still a top keeper. I think it's too early to talk about the demise of Lloris. What I would say is we've got a very good goalkeeper. In Gazaniga, so now that has played a number of games and proved himself. Not just one game, not not on the back of one game against Palace last season, where everybody was calling, or some number of our fans were calling him, calling for him to start earlier this season, ahead of you know ahead of form, ahead of Lloris, um, on the basis of one game. He's now played several games and played really well. So for me, if Hugo picked up an injury, for example, let's say he wasn't available against Everton and Gazaniga came in, I'd I'd be fine with that. I'd be, you know, the real question is for both of you, and I know John, you mentioned playing in the next round, but 
semi-finals. It's like we're in the business end. We've got Chelsea next, which which we'll discuss briefly. Do you start get Gazaniga in both legs? Yes. Right, and if we yeah, get to the, I'd start him in the final as well. Look, I, 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 over the last couple of weeks, uh, including the Barcelona game and other games, people have been, the teams have been put out, and everybody's done a bit of head scratching and, and thought, what is Poch up to? And uh, the Leicester match as well. I think there was a bit of that. These, you know, what's what's he up to? But look at the performances they put in, and look at the results we've been getting. I'll trust Poch to put whatever team out that he thinks will get a result to get a result, and I think that includes starting Gaza. Sorry, I think he will start against Chelsea on both legs. I think he'll. I think if we do manage to get to the final, I also think that Poch will start him in the final. That's not to say that I don't think we shouldn't play our best team in any sort of final. But I just think by Poch's track track record and, and team selections in, in the past, um, he usually goes <laughs> for the the second choice goalkeeper in any cup game, whether it be a, a mm. set, you know how big how big that game is. It, he very rarely wanes from the fact. That, I mean, look, um, prime example was when Michelle Vorm started last year over Lloris. You know, there's all those questions of, you know, OK, it's time now to bring in, our, you know, Lloris for this final game. And he, and he never did. He never did. And I, and I can't see him, see him doing it again. I can't see him changing his, you know, mindset about who he brings in for cup games and who he brings in for leagues and Champions Leagues. Um, otherwise, you know, how, how else do these young players get their opportunities if they if they don't get given shots in these in these uh, cup games? But um, I I personally can't see Loris coming in against Chelsea. I think it will be Gazaniga to to start both those semi-finals. And you know, good luck to him. I hope he I hope he has a great, a great game and and you know and hope he stakes the claim to 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 warrant a place for the final, not just because he's the cup goalkeeper. I don't. I think the, the, for me, the crucial thing is that if if he did start Gazaniga, we 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 wouldn't be weaker for it. Um, even if somebody, even if you make the case for Larice being the better goalkeeper or the more experienced goalkeeper or the number one, Gazaniga yeah. has proved himself to be a top top goalkeeper. It's not like you're playing, uh, not with all due respect, somebody like Alfie White, Whiteman you're throwing him in st- straight away. Or yeah. Gazaniga is, is is quality, and we've got that. That depth now in the squads. Um, I keep saying it over and over again. We've got so much more quality, and and uh, in the squad than 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 people, even our own fans, f- think we have or give us credit for. Um, you said the you've got to give these young players a chance. Um, earlier this season, um, Foyt's got um, a few chances, and and yeah, he's not the finished article, but. But he's played a few games now. He's got the, he's got that experience under under his belt. He's he's improving game by game. He will he will continue to make mistakes, no, no doubt. But he will also learn from them and become better. And and I think that to have that option, those options in the squad, um, it's it's good. It's good. It's good because because you know we can't players are going to get injured and 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 we always we, we, the manager and, and us as fans we we want to be in a position where when that happens. We've got players that, that can come in that we know um, that can do a good job. Um, on Chelsea, first leg is at Wembley. Week starting 7th of Jan and then the away leg at Stamford Bridge two weeks later. Week starting 21st of Jan. Can we do it? Zoe, if I come to you first. Oh, we, we, we certainly can do it. And we've proven this year that Chelsea are beatable. But it's, it's like you say, on, on any given day and especially in the London derby form goes out the window and it's just whoever performs better on the day on on the the two days you know the two legs it, it, you know if we if we do beat chelsea it's because we've deservedly beaten chelsea over the over the two legs and i believe we can do it i mean like you were saying jeff you know we 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 were at the center back partnership last last night of of davis and toby Alderweireld and and ben davis if that's not strength strength and depth then i don't know what is because you know it shows that you're playing, you're almost playing square pegs in round holes. But we're we're doing it, and we're coming through the end of it, and, and coming through it with with results. And and I, I have confidence that if the team show up on the day and they show the intensity that they did against Arsenal last night, then we we can for sure beat Chelsea. And then the final is a different story. Get through the semi final first, and then think about that later on. But definitely Chelsea are beatable 100% Jeff 
the finals are one off. Get through the semi final. The, uh, the finals are one off game. If you turn up in that, you we, you know potentially we'll be playing Burton. So <laughs> I I I before the before um, last night's game when we drew Arsenal, I had this feeling we we get we get Chelsea in the semis, and I quite fancied us against them. More obviously, I'd much rather have played Burton over two legs, but. Um, they're a good. T- you, I think when you get to that stage of the competition, um, and when you're playing, even in the league, when you're playing a game against one of the top four, five, six teams, I don't know. Are, are Man United top six now? Um, I think they're struggling. Um, but when you know when you're playing those sides on the day, anyone can beat anybody. Um, yeah, there are some teams that. Are, a little bit head and shoulders above above the rest, like like City, um, for example. Um, but on the day, anyone is capable of being anyone. That that that, that it, it can be a little error here or there, or that, that that can be the difference, or it could just be that that manager has got it tactically right on the on the day, like we did against Chelsea, or I, dare I say it, like Arsenal did it against us a few weeks ago. But uh, I think with Chelsea, I think A, we're, we're the better team, and B, the fact that it's over two legs, I fancy us. Um, we might not win both matches, but I fancy us over the two legs to to to, um, to you know, gain the aggregate result to get through to the final. So I, I think we're going to fuck them up, um, basically. And uh, then, should we do that... Um, I think if we do get if we get to the final and if we play Man City, I think that would be very very difficult, and I'm I am a little bit nervous about that. But I'd rather play. Do you know what? I'd rather play Man City in a final than over two legs. Yeah. Um, because it's a one-off, and 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 and, and anything can happen. Um, over two legs, I think they could they would have got the the, bet, the measure of us in the same way that I think we will against Chelsea. Um, just very briefly, we've got. One question I want to finish off with, but before we come to that, um, there's been events going on elsewhere in the world of football. Um, a certain club in the northwest of England um, who've uh, lost their manager, should we say. Um, Pochettino has been linked, rightly or wrongly, with the post. Um, uh, you could say that's, that's, that's a backhanded compliment there because he's he's a top quality manager and he's obviously doing something must be doing something right at Spurs if if allegedly United are, have got him down as a target or the number one target as some people in the media are reporting and there's also been a lot of unsavoury comments I've got to say by ex-professionals and people in the, in the media um, I think not unsavoury but disrespectful um, just touting him and and, and, and and saying that you know it, it it's an a, a almost a inevitability that he would join United because United are the biggest club in the world and you can't turn them down. Um, Pochettino, I'm sure, had the opportunity to join Madrid last season, um, last summer. Um, he signed a brand new contract. He's still with us. Um, he strikes me as being somebody very loyal. Um, are either if you... I mean, what are your feelings? Are you concerned about the speculation? Um, pissed off? What's? How do you feel about it all? Right, so from my from my thoughts on it is, uh, is that Poch is obviously going to be Manu's first choice. He's an exceptional young manager who has got Tottenham playing in a brilliant fashion. They'd be stupid not to want him to go there. The big question is, can they get him? I think that Daniel Levy's sitting there going, come on in, come and have a go. See if you can get him. Poch doesn't have any representatives. He doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have a team around him who, who makes quotes to press. So if anything's said, it's either going to be direct from Poch, which will be in a press conference, or it's going to be a made-up, spurious load of crap. Okay, the, the, you know, there's a lovely thing in the press conference today where the journal is trying to get Poch to, to answer the question, and the pre- press officer says, "No, look, we're not going to ask it about anything like this." I tweeted, "Let me know when it's safe to go back on Twitter," because it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I don't know if there's any way that that can, you know, be categorically put out of the question apart from. Poch signing another massive um, contract, they're always going to ask him about this till the end of the season until a new manager is announced. Um, like I say, they'd be crazy not to consider him. He's a fantastic manager. 
Um, I want him to stay. I hope he stays. Um, you know, people are already asking the question, who do we want to replace him? Nobody. Poch is not going anywhere. I want him, I want him to stay. No, I, I agree with everything you said there, John. You know, um, I think, obviously, as a, as a fan, there's always that nervousness that comes with your manager being nicked with another post that's not to say that i think he would up six and leave but you know obviously you don't want anything at the moment you don't want anything disrupting our club and what we are trying to do as a club and media speculation you know causes rightly or wrongly it can cause unrest within the club um so the fact that the um the questions were completely shot down in the in the press conference today. You know, you can't you can't read too much into that. If you don't give anybody a quotation, then that, then your words cannot be misdrewed or mistaken to fit any narrative that they might have. So if you say nothing, you know, nothing could be reported that is coming directly from Potch's mouth. And that's as far as I can say. That's how that's how I I like it. Um, Again, you know, they've got Solskjaer coming in at United, you know, for this interim period. I mean, who's to say that in the end, he's not going to be the guy that ends up with the post permanently? They've got a, I read today that they've got a 7.3 million um, compensation clause with his old club, Mould, to, uh, uh, to potentially bring him in in the summer. You know, the papers are going to write what they want to write at the end of the day. You know, we are all consumers. We consume news however we want to do it and however we want to see it. And it's down to the journalists to spin whatever line they've got in order to create and sell newspapers or to get clicks to do their job. That's that's what they are paid to do. They are paid to make stories and to and to create narratives. And, and the easy option for them is to go you know, for Pochettino, but there's nothing that mm. I can see in ter- in black and white that's come from Poch, the club, no. and any anywhere that's linked him to that United job as strongly as, as they are painting it. And if they want to do that, fine, let them do that. But, well, you know, all we can do is is support Poch while he's at our football club. And, and unless Daniel Levy decides one day that he's not the right man for the job, then I'm sure we'll know about it. But at the moment, he's Tottenham's manager and he's doing a great job for us. And, that, I, and that's where I'd like him to stay. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I think the, the, the uh, quote that they said, or the, the volume of uh, compensation, they said, oh, it's been, they need to pay 30, whatever it is, million pounds compensation is based on buying out the rest of his contract that he's got a Spurs if he's on eight and a half million pounds a year or something. Yeah. But there's one journalist, Phil McNulty, um, tweeted on the 18th, so two days ago, um, is it against the rules to suggest Pochettino might look at the control he has at Spurs, the state of the squads and the fast of the last few years at Manchester United and to think better of where he is? Yeah. He, has, uh, no, you know, he has no relationship with Ed Woodward. No. He, has no, he has no personal relationship with Ed Woodward like he does with Daniel Levy. He's going there and starting from scratch all over again. He's, go, you know, he's built something here. He's, he, he's inches away from getting us into that stadium. You know, yeah. why, on earth would he, why would he chuck it all down the drain to start all over again? I understand that management want new challenges, but that's only if they can't see that, you know, the end game at, their, at the club that they're already at. You can't get a more exciting club than us at the moment in in terms of what the future looks like and and how and how good things are looking for us at the moment. I don't see why he would choose to jack it all in after working so hard for all those years to build us up to where we are to then go, do you know what? It's been great. Enjoy your stadium. I'm going to go to Man United and start all over again. It just doesn't make sense really doesn't i mean money talks at the end of the day money talks in football and 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 ultimately you know if the money's on the table it gives potch a question to ask but only only potch's integrity would 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 determine whether he would then choose to to say yeah i'm gonna go for the money but he doesn't strike me as that sort of person no he's 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 very loyal i think agree with everything that both of you have said i'd just add to to what you said that there's no doubt that there is more. There'll be more money available at United for Pochettino to spend on signings 
than he would have at um, at Spurs. Um, but I think he would have he has more autonomy at Spurs. Um, I can't remember whether it was. Well, possibly both of you mentioned the fact that he's got the relationship at Spurs with 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 Levy. He's got doesn't have that not just a relate a, a good really good working relationship between those two, um, but there is no way in the world that Levy would would, would want um, Bochettino to go. And there's also no way in the world that Levy would want us to slightly different situation. But remember, um, what was it? Oh God, twenty twelve. How many years ago was that? Um, seven almost years ago. Um, beginning of 2012, when when Redknapp was linked with the England job, that was destabilising for for for, for 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 the club and um, different situation, different manager. Um, I think certainly Harry, dear old Harry, did have his eyes on on on, on the England job. Um, I don't think that Levy will a wants to repeat of that scenario for the remainder of the season. We're, we're, and I think that Pochettino is the sort of guy that's going to be focused on the job in hand. Um, but I also think that Levy, complete contrast to back then when come the end of the season, Levy sacks Harry. I don't think he's going to do that to Pochettino at all. The, 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 the good working relationship there. Um, he's got... He's built up the club in his image. Um, that's what Pochettino's done at Spurs. And, and, he, and he's got that autonomy, which he wouldn't have at Old Trafford. And also, why would he go... Why would he swap the likes of... Out of our Alden Vertonghen and young emerging talent like Foyt and Sanchez um, for the likes of Linda, Linda, fucking whatever it is, Baye. Um, is it a chocolate? Is that or is that Lind? No, that's Lind chocolate. Anyway, <laughs> um, but Baye, more worse than that, Smalling, Jones, etc. Um, Valencia, who's a right winger playing at right back, and and Ashley Young, who's a left winger, who's the wrong side of thirty, and is playing at left back, but doesn't have a left foot, um, and should be um, should have a Zimmer frame. Really, he's that old. Um, why would he swap any of that for Spurs? Um, it, it's it, it to me makes no sense whatsoever, and I think also. <sighs> He's not won any. If I'm going to be really critical of Pochettino, um, and he's a fantastic manager, fantastic coach, he hasn't won any trophies. He hasn't won any trophies in his career. So why would forget about United, whether they want whether they want him or not? They've already been there with Moyes. I'm not suggesting that Pochettino is 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 Moyes, but Moyes did a really good job at Everton with limited limited resources, a different sort of job to Pochettino. He hasn't won any trophies, and. He went to United and he failed. I don't think that Pochettino would fail in the way that um, Moyes did, but the fact remains he's not won any trophies. I, I honestly think that Pochettino will be at Spurs for a good few more years yet. He'll win some trophies and then maybe at some point, maybe, if he's not content, if he's not content anymore and he's bored of winning trophies and he wants a new challenge, then at that point he might say, right, I'll, I will take over another club but I, I can't really see it being another English club I think it's more likely to be somewhere like Madrid or PSG um, a, a new challenge somewhere else in a, in a different country um, I, I just don't foresee that he would why would he leave Spurs simple I just don't everything's there that, that, he, could, that he could want and I don't think we, as a club I think we would resist any moves by um by United or anyone else, we, whether that's well, Madrid, I think we've, we'll, I'm sure we'll come knocking again. I think we, we, we'll um, leave you just a strong-minded chairman. Um, the, only, the only scenario I could see is if Pochettino himself just turned turned to Levy and said, "I, w- I want to join United," but I, I just can't see that. I really can't, and I'm not. I know people might think, well, I'm a Spurs fan and this is a Spurs podcast and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything otherwise, but I really don't think that's likely to happen. You've, if you've, if anyone knows Pochettino and if, you, if you've read his book and, 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 and have some understanding of the man, he's not somebody who's... Um, I think he's, he's, he's not disloyal. Um, I think loyalty for him is um, an important thing. I, I don't think he's, he's a mercenary or somebody who's going to jump ship. So he, was, the, he was really pissed off with Carl Walker, wasn't he, when he announced that he wanted to leave in the middle of the season? Yeah. He was, he was really pissed off with Carl. So why on earth would he go and do exactly the same thing? 
Yeah, I, I mean I the way I understand. the way he managed Atleti, and you know he said he he couldn't uh, join, um, you know, manage Barcelona, um, and the, the, or whichever club it is that he he wouldn't go back to. He, he said he's got like got a bull in his chest and he won't manage it. I think the only club that w- would tempt him would be PSG because he played for them. They would be the club that would tempt him at a later time. I don't think he would go to another English club for, because of his love for Spurs. Mm. I don't think mm. he's that kind of guy. I don't even know if he if he if he'd go if he'd take the Madrid job simply because mm. why would anybody want that headache? Why would you want that level of stress? Um, you you take the Madrid job and unless you're Zidane and you can win three Champions League Champions League trophies on the spin and even him I think in his last season because they didn't do well domestically he was under a bit of pressure unless unless you do that um, it's a revolving door at Madrid. It's a baptism of fire. It's a baptism yeah. of fire. He's putting himself in the firing line, and he and, and you know he he's putting him he would he'd be putting himself in a position where he would get shot down. Simple as that. You know they 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 they're they're baying for for blood instantly unless you are you know 100% on it straight away in every single competition. To that to that at that at that standard, you have to be winning everything, and you know, Poch. Like you say, Jeff, and, and I and I hate to be critical of, of Poch's record, but you know it does speak for itself that he hasn't won trophies. Any, but then you know he managed Espanyol, Southampton, and the biggest club he's managed in his career so far is us, really. Mm. Um, in terms of being able to win trophies, and, and in terms of the the one to eleven, or even the, the 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 full squad that we have, it's certainly capable. But he hasn't quite got himself over the line yet, and so you know. He's a very, very good manager, but you, you sort of think of all the of all the managers that United could potentially line up. You've got, you know, the likes of Simeone at Atletico Madrid. They've got Zidane, who's who's at, now out of a job. You know, Laurent Blanc, people like that. You know, um, Ancelotti. Ancelotti, exactly. There's so many names that are that are potentially, you know, just just as you know. Um, viable as potch but i think you know it's easy for the media to i mean they're not gonna listen to what you've just said jab which is complete sense talking 100 percent sense about you know what potch has done and 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 everything but that's not that's not what the media is paid to do the media is paid to stir shit but up, really yeah. up there. that's what the, that's what their job is and so their their first port of call is not to go the, if the person we think is going to get the manchester united job is going to be um, Zinedine Zidane because he's currently out of employment but he's one was one of the greatest footballers to ever play the game and you know we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get and stir a, a pot that doesn't need to be stirred we'll throw Poch's name in there and it'll cause under un, undying havoc in two different clubs and it's it's a it's a it's it's a mugs game to, to read too much into it uh, that's yeah. why I try not to I, I really try and avoid it at all costs if I possibly can I think if I was is Edward Wood, the yeah. United chairman. Yeah, yeah, if I was Ed, Edward Wood or the Glazers or whoever it might be, um, I would, I would, I would look to a manager who's got Premier League experience, who's won a few trophies, um, and I think they should look no further than Arsene Wenger. Wenger in. Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> He's out of a job. Allardyce. <laughs> right. Final thing, and we've got Christmas round the corner, um, and so we've got a question from Annette Smith, who says, what do you think Daniel spent two hours buying for Maurizio's Christmas present? Um, by the look of the thing today, it was red wine and jumpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. That picture is fantastic. That picture is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, is, it, it makes me smile because it makes Daniel Levy look like a, an evil genius who's got them all locked up somewhere in prison um, <laughs> to some extent. But no, yeah, um, it'll be something expensive um, or it'll just be a big box of chocolates or it, could, chocolates. Or it could be a player. <laughs> I think it was it, he, he went over to Madrid to negotiate um, a pre-contract signing with Gareth Bale. No, Two hours, so, that's it. So well, I, back Spurs. If, if we just quickly skip back to Man United, I think Zidane will go there and Bale will go there. Is what I think will happen. Wow. But, mm. but anyway, um, so just quickly, so what do we think of the rest of the fixtures over the Christmas break? 
because at the weekend, I think if, I think if we beat Everton at the weekend, there's a slim chance that we could be top of the league by January the first. There's a there's a bold prediction. Blimey, blimey. It's, it, 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 they, they're all they're all going to be tough games. This, this this next week coming up, you know, it's like it's like Delhi said the other night. You know, they're all going to be tough. It, it's it's around this time where the fixtures are so thick and fast that you know you you're almost having to adjust the team from one one game to the next, and, and just, it's going to be a case of rotating and and seeing what options we have available and, and who's coming back from injury and. You know, it's going to be tough, but, you know, we have to go and try and win every single game. And even if it's, you know, by those horrible, scrappy one nils that are agony to sit through and, and, and bite your nails down to there's none left. But all I care about in this next three games is getting as close to nine points as possible. And if we can do that, I'll be very happy and I'll have a, a wonderful Christmas. But. You know, it's never quite that easy with Spurs. <laughs> so it's never that easy. But who knows? I, I, I hope that we can get all three wins and leave ourselves in good stead going into the new year. And then, you know, we'll see where we are on the table after Christmas. But this is where it's going to be the toughest on our on our squad, definitely. We're going to be stretched. And hopefully a few of them will be coming back. So that's all good news with with returnees and and things like that because Sanchez and Foy should be coming back in, so it shouldn't be a case of having Trelaw and Ben Davis as centre back. But he he did do a very good job last night. If I just can add that in there quickly, he did yeah, he do a fantastic good. job at centre half. Mm. And we've not even mentioned Sonny's goal either. My word, <laughs> <laughs> poor bloke. I think, I think we're going to get full full baffling points from those three games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think we will as well. I, I, honestly, I think we're just we're going to have a stellar Christmas. Right. Um, all that's left for me to say: the next podcast will be um, when we won't be recording this weekend. Um, it will be a week Sunday, Sunday the thirtieth of December. My guests on that occasion will be David Fornell and Jess Nickel. Um, thank you, Zoe. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, John. Have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas, Zoe. Likewise, you too. Thank you, John. Thank you all. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. And until a week Sunday, all that's left for me to say is North London is still ours. It's ours. It's ours. It's ours. It's ours.